Hey, this is John Legadakis of johnlegadakis.com and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of an interview I do each week with other internet marketers, personal development and business leaders where we talk about how we can better promote our products and services online, get more traffic and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast, it's great to have you here. I'm joined today with a very special guest all the way from Brooklyn, New York. I have with me Joe Applebaum. Thank you for joining us, Joe. I am so happy to be here on the program. Thank you for having me, John. Now, let me tell you a bit about Joe. So Joe Applebaum is the CEO and co-founder of Ajax Union, a full-service digital marketing agency based in Brooklyn. He's a public speaker, certified Google trainer, and published business author. Joe enjoys speaking and writing about a broad range of business topics in his seminars, webinars, and articles. Joe is the host of the popular podcast, CEO Mojo, and has been featured on popular podcasts, including Hal Elrod and New Customer Machine. He's also the producer of GrowTime.tv. Joe is a member of the board of directors of the Entrepreneurs Organization in Brooklyn, a group with over 11,000 CEOs and a contributing member of the INC Business Owners Council, a community of the fastest growing companies in the United States. Joe is proud of all his accomplishments, but most of all, he's proud of his successful foodie wife and beautiful, amazing kids. Joe, just before we go into, uh, we talk about Ajax Union and what you do there, because I'm sure our listeners are going to benefit greatly from what you can share with them about how they can grow their business. But tell us a bit about yourself, Joe. So what was life like for you growing up? Where did you grow up? What made Joe who Joe is today? What made Joe what is what Joe is today? I would say that growing up in a school that had a lot of rules. So I grew up in an ultra-Orthodox community, boys-only school, a lot of rules, hardworking, always being pushed to learn more, to work more, to 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 push myself, push my limits. We started school really, really early. We ended really late. When most schools end at 2 or 3 o'clock, we would end at 9, 10 o'clock at night. Wow. So I would say I was, I was pushed very hard. But if I take a look at all, my, all the boys that were in my class, most of them are not necessarily entrepreneurs. I would say the entrepreneurial part of me came from watching my mother work really, really hard. So she had a store in the Lower East Side. And for a decade, as I was growing up, from like when I was 10 till I was 20, she uh, she would work really hard, wake up really early, go to the store, open up her store, and then stay there really, really late. Sundays, weekends, the only day we took off was Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. But otherwise... She she was always working. She was always always working, and many times I on my times off, what I would do for fun was help her work. That's right. what I would do for fun. I would watch her work, and I would watch her do things, and I'd keep myself busy and watch her with her sales tactics, and watch her with her strategies, and constantly coming up with ideas to help her out, and always trying to be involved with that. So I think that that's what you know. And and one of the things that made me really want to be successful was watching her work really hard, but not able to make it. They say there are, mm-hmm. there are tens of millions of businesses out there, but 96% of them do less than a million dollars in sales. And my mother was in the 96%. She couldn't figure out how to build a seven-figure business, and she was at it for a decade. 
Uh, she worked really, really hard to try to get there, but she didn't get there. And ultimately, she clo- her business closed down. She went out of business because of 9-11. Um, because there were no tourists in the area anymore, and it was, you know, the, the, that's her, that was her bread and butter. Right. So, ultimately, I looked at that, and I said to myself, I'm going to make it, no matter what. And so I started to to try all different types of things and learn all different types of skills, and, you know, there was something that I noticed my mother never did was really read books. So she got me into reading books because I complained to her that I didn't have an education in business, and I really wanted to get into business. So she once just dropped me off at the library and said, in there is all the information that you need. Go teach yourself. Mm -hmm. So I took out a bunch of books and I started reading and I started learning. But, you know, I wasn't reading about business. I was reading about skills. So I taught myself how to fix computers and I started an IT business. I taught myself how to build websites and I started a web design company. I I taught myself how to do graphic design and I did graphic, graphic design for clients. I taught myself how to sell things on eBay and I started buying things on Craigslist and selling them on eBay. Um, I, I taught myself how to, how to do, you know, basic stuff and that, that's how I was able to, to do this. And I also had a a great work ethic by pushing myself and saying, how can I do more? How can I do more? How can I do more? And working until three o'clock in the morning and not stopping and getting up early the next day and pushing myself again. So I would say that that is what was the recipe for what turned into me finding the right partner ultimately and him helping me be able to focus on one thing and then ultimately be able to build a seven-figure business. Awesome. Awesome. So all, all those skills that you mentioned, is that what you do today in your business? Do you do IT, website, design? I know you do website or you help businesses with websites. Do you still do the other things, uh, graphics, IT support? So I went from doing all those things myself to now all I do is look for good people to work for me and I look for really great clients. That's that's what I'm involved in right now. That's the extent of what I do personally. So I had to change my skill set as a CEO. I had to completely change my skill set. I had to learn the art of people. I had to learn how to deal with people, how to how to maneuver people, how to get people to to get what they want, how to help them be able to achieve their goal. So I had to become this master facilitator, master coach master getting to know people getting to learn about people and that's ultimately if you're an entrepreneur and you want to be able to grow you have to rely on other people you can't just do everything yourself that's one of the challenges my mother had um, is that she she didn't trust anybody right so she did everything herself you know I'm sure if you're an entrepreneur listening to this you say to yourself why should I give this to an assistant when it would take me 10 times longer to teach the assistant how to do, and even if I teach them how to do it, it would take them 10 times longer to do it themselves. So why don't I just do it myself? So that is that was the idea behind me having to overcome that belief that it's better for me to do everything because I can do it better. No, maybe, maybe this person won't be, be able to do it as good as I can, but that'll free me up to do better things. So ultimately, changing that belief that that is what's holding you back and saying, no, there's got to be another way. There's got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be a way to find good people, have a good process, train them, and have an amazing product that's going to help many clients that will help you generate the profit that you need to succeed. Mm. Yeah, it's exactly uh, one of the great business books that I've read over the years is The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And I'm just rereading it again right now. I just finished it yesterday. And that's exactly what the whole message of the book is. 
what you're just saying right now. It really is the difference between having a business or really just giving yourself another job. And it also is the difference between having five, six-figure business versus a seven-figure business. And so tell us a bit about Ajax Union. What is Ajax Union, Joe? So Ajax Union is a digital marketing agency. It started off as a company that just did SEO for small businesses. And after servicing 1,100 companies all from all over the world, we focused on serving fewer companies that are larger, that have sales teams, that need leads for their sales team. So that's essentially what we do right now. We do marketing support and lead generation for mid-sized companies that want to grow, that want to continue to find a better solution for their lead generation and their marketing support needs. So we do everything from SEO, SEM, social media, email marketing, marketing automation, conversion optimization, landing page creation. We help learn about their goals and then once we understand what they're trying to accomplish, we help them use the latest technologies in a very smart, cost-effective way to help them be able to achieve those goals. So some companies might just want to generate more leads, more higher quality leads of the right type of company so that they can do business with them. So we will help those companies, the businesses that do business with other businesses, be able to find the right clients, the right businesses that can help them be able to have a more profitable business. So for example, we're working with a medical supply company and they only work with distributors. They manufacture medical supplies like wound care, like syringes and things like that. Mm -hmm. And they want to have a better relationship with their distributors. So we help them by creating marketing material and helping them by disseminating that marketing material to their distributors and making sure that the distributors understand that they are the best company for them to promote because there are many competitors that manufacture medical supplies, so why should we promote this company? Mm. And we figure out a creative way to stay in front of their distributors, their three, four, five thousand distributors using social media, using Facebook, using LinkedIn, using Google AdWords, using retargeting technology, and then creating ebooks and landing pages so that their distributors can constantly be in the know and add value to them so that when they think, which manufacturer do I want to promote, I'll promote the manufacturer that's giving me the most resources. Or, for example, we have a company that does long-term furnished apartments for corporations and they want to stay in front of those corporations and they want to make sure that those corporations use them every time they have an executive that's traveling overseas that needs a long-term high-end furnished apartment. So we not only help them find new corporations by using Google AdWords and by using other technologies, but we also help them stay in front of the current corporations, the current decision makers within the right corporations by using marketing technology like marketing automation, like Marketo and HubSpot and other marketing automation technologies that will stay in front of them and stay top of mind so that they don't go on the internet and search for something when they need a solution for their long-term corporate, corporate issues that they have they know to come to them because they're constantly adding value to them. So everything from marketing support to new lead generation, we help B2B companies. We're very laser focused right now. For many years, we weren't. For many years, we were, let's service anybody that has a website. And mm -hmm. now we're very laser focused with companies that um, are able to afford to invest in their marketing and, a, and, the, and they're able to grow because, you know, not every business can afford to grow. If you're a small business owner listening to this and you have a business that's doing $100,000 in revenue 
and you say and you, and you come to me and say, "Hey Joe, I want to grow my business." And I say, "Okay, how big do you want your business to be?" You're going to be like, "I want to be a billion dollar business." And I look at you and I say, "Can you afford to be a billion dollar business?" They're like, "Yeah, sure, send me clients and I'll close them." <laughs> and so I'll say, "Okay, I'll send you a million clients. Are you going to be able to close a million clients with just you being the sole operator or with just you and your two employees?" They're like, "No, I'll quickly hire." Really, how many employees could you quickly hire? How many? Like I can hire as many as as many as, as as the clients that you send me. And it's not true because I know companies that have 100, 200 employees and they have a hard time finding new staff. In the HVAC world, one of the hardest things to do is to find new employees. And so you think you can scale. And these are companies that are doing 25, 35, 50 million dollars in revenue and they have a hard time scaling, not because they have a lack of business, because they have a lack of employees. So there's a lot of challenges. That, so some of them are opening up schools to train new people into the industry and so on. So there are a lot of challenges that people are facing to grow their business and they don't realize that you can't necessarily afford to grow that big. So you have to set expectations. And once you say, okay, you know what? I want to grow to 250K in revenue. I want to grow to 500K in revenue. I want to grow to a million, to 2 million, to 3 million in the next couple of years. Now you backtrack and you decide, okay, in order for me to be a $3 million business, what do I need to be doing? And suddenly it becomes possible. You start seeing that you can connect the dots. But if you're trying to be a billion dollar business or you're trying to say, I'm not going to measure because I want to get lucky because I don't want to limit my opportunity, then what you're doing is essentially you're limiting your opportunity by doing that, by not measuring, by not checking, by not having a strategy. And ultimately, setting realistic goals that are measurable within a certain time frame that are smart, that are doable, that you can afford will help you be able to achieve your goals. Yeah, that's great advice. What, Joe, for those that are... Let's say that they're at the six-figure level and they want to go to six, seven figures. What are some foundational things they need to be putting into place in their business so that they can get to the next level? I would say step number one is check your self-limiting beliefs. A lot of times, you are not growing your business because you are not growing yourself. So stage number one is make sure that you are not relying on luck. You're not just trying to get lucky. You're not just jumping at any opportunity that you see. But you have a clear set of strategies that you're going to tap into that will help you be able to grow your business. Not that you're just saying, oh, I'm just going to try this and maybe I'll get lucky. I'm going to do SEO and maybe if I get to be number one on Google, then I'll be able to be, able to be a multi-million dollar business. No, that's not going to work that way. You're not just suddenly going to get lucky and become a millionaire. It's not going to happen all of a sudden. You need to... Check your self-limiting beliefs and not believe in those things. That's number one. Number two is you need to be able to trust other people. If you don't trust other people to be able to do the things that you're currently doing so that you can go out there and do other things that will help you be able to grow, you're not going to be able to get from six figures to seven figures because you're always going to be busy working in your business and not on your business. So you need to be able to trust other people. You need to be able to trust competitors. You need to be able to trust the system, trust the government, and trust your instincts. You need to go out there and start trusting. And if you have a self-limiting belief around trust, it's, you're not going to be able to do that. Number three, you need to be able to embrace change. What worked till now, what worked to get you to 500000 in revenue or to 100000 in revenue is not necessarily going to help you get to a million dollars in revenue. If you keep just duplicating and doing the same thing over and over, you're going to burn out. You're not going to be able to. You're going to hit a plateau at a certain point. You've got to change the game. So you've got to start embracing change. And if you believe that it ain't broke, 
don't fix it, well, eventually a lot of people that think that way end up being broke, and by then it's too late because they have nothing to invest. So you really have to think about being able to be open to changing the game. And these are very general things, right? Don't believe in luck. Um, work, on your, work on yourself to be able to trust others. Embrace change. Those are very general. But let me give you some more practical things. Here's something that I had to overcome, which is failure. Being able to fail is super important. You need to be able to try things like marketing, knowing going into it that you're going to fail, that you're going to blow $10,000 and you're going to learn something from it, that you're going to learn something from it. So instead of seeing it as an expense, look at it as an investment. I'm going to spend $10,000 in AdWords, $20,000, $50,000, $100,000, $200,000, but after that, I'm going to learn who my ideal customer is. After that, I'm going to learn what my cost per acquisition is. After that, I'm going to learn what my average value is and how I can scale. Because if you don't fail, if you don't test, if you don't learn from your failures, if you're not going out there and falling, you're never going to be able to walk. And you're certainly not going to be able to run or jump. So if you want to be able to grow, you need to be able to test, 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 test. Test everything, try everything, see what works, see what other people failed with, learn from other people's mistakes, and you'll be able to grow. And then working really hard. You're not just going to be able to get away with an attitude of, I just want to sit on the couch and watch passive income come in. In the beginning, it's not going to be passive. In the beginning, you have to be aggressive. You need aggressive income, not passive income in the beginning. You got to work really hard. You got to put out those podcasts. You got to create those landing pages. You got to be out there. You got to learn how to do it yourself. You can't just sit around and wish for the best. You got to have the right attitude. If you have the wrong attitude, you're not going to be able to succeed. So you got to have the attitude that you're willing to roll up your sleeves. You're willing to get down and dirty. You're willing to learn the skills. You're willing to do the work yourself and eventually delegate. Um, and then that's the third stage. The fourth stage is you got to get the right partnerships. You got to get the right people around you. You got to get the right partners. Most entrepreneurs that I know that are great ideators are bad executors. You have a lot of ideas, but for whatever reason, for one reason or another, and you have many excuses, you have all these thousand ideas, and every time you try to execute an idea, you come up with a new idea. And you never end up executing the idea. The idea is only about 5%. 95% of being successful is executing on the idea. I don't care what the idea is. If you have great execution, you're going to succeed. So entrepreneurs are ideators. They have these creative ideas. The problem is they're not executors. And when you're a good executor, you're not a good ideator because you put your blinders on and you execute. So if you are not able to do that because you have severe attention deficit disorder, like many entrepreneurs have, find somebody that is stable. Make them your partner and help. they will help you execute. They will help you focus. So for me, that was very, very necessary to do. And then overcoming your fears. A lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of human beings have fears that don't help them have a great relationship, that don't help them have a great marriage, that don't help them have a great life, that, don't, that, that make them overweight, that make them be able to, to not challenge themselves and not put themselves out there. Look, think about it. Are you the type of person that hates putting your photo on social media? Now, I used to say that I'm just a private person. But the reality is you're not just a private person. You're afraid that people will judge you. You're afraid that when people see your photo online, they're going to judge you, and then you're going to feel bad. So what do you do? You make up excuses like I'm a private person. I'm not going to share myself on social to my friends and family because I'm a private person. No, you're not a private person. You're afraid. And the day that you start acknowledging that you have fears – the day that you start acknowledging these fears are holding you back from being great, from making your greatest contribution, from living your purpose, will be the day that you're going to be able to overcome those fears 
and be able to succeed. And there are many, many fears that we're just not aware of. And we make all these excuses about why we're not doing something that we know we need to be doing. And really, it's just a fear that needs to be challenged. And when we overcome the fear, when we jump into the river and we figure out how to get across it, we look back and we're like, whoa, that was a ride. That was a wild ride. And now I know my purpose. And now I know why I need to be doing this. And now I need to teach others how to do this. So that's why we have those fears, because we need to be able to overcome them to get to the other side so that we can get to a magical place. And then there's relationships. You know, I, my life was a series of transactions for a long time. And transactions will only get you up to high six figures. If you want to get past the seven figures or past multiple seven figures or get into eight figures, you really need to learn how to have a relationship. You have to learn how to have a relationship with your customers, with your vendors, with your employees, with yourself. And a relationship is just not about tit for tat. It's not, I'm just going to do this for you if you do that for me. No, it's about giving unconditional love. It's about figuring out how to add the maximum value in every interaction. It's about taking it slow, one step at a time. It's about quality over quantity. A lot of people get up, caught up in more, 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 more. But the average person can only know 150 people. You can't know more than 150 people. So why do you have 500 plus LinkedIn connections? So why do you have 4,000 Facebook friends? Why do you need 5 million Instagram people following you when no one comments and no one likes? You want engaged relationships. You want quality over quantity. At a certain point, you're going to learn that and you're going to start seeing that every customer was created the same way. And then the final area that I tell entrepreneurs, and I'm writing this in my book, Chapter 7, was all about purpose. Purpose, purpose, purpose. You heard Simon Sinek say, everything begins with why. It begins with why am I doing this? Why am I alive? What is my legacy? Why am I doing what I'm doing? I'm not just doing it to make money. I'm doing it because I want to leave a legacy, because I want to do something great. Not just because I want to eat right now. Because if you help other people eat, you're going to be able to eat. But it's because you want to do something great. And when you start tapping into that purpose, that meaning, when you start living a meaningful life, when your business becomes more than just how can I make a couple dollars, how can I have some passive income so I could be in my sailboat, but you start having a purpose behind it and you attach passion to it, then suddenly that's where the profit starts rolling in. So I would say a couple of entrepreneurs that are listening to this, that are asking themselves, how can I go through those seven stages? The answer is one stage at a time, one belief at a time, one failure at a time, challenging your work ethic, focusing, getting the right partners to help you focus, overcoming some of your fears, one fear at a time, learning what relationships are all about, focusing on quality over quantity, and then finally tapping into your purpose and your passion so that you could live the life of your dreams. Joe, one of the things you mentioned early on is that what you do at Ajax Union, one of the core things you do anyway, or that I got from your message, is that you help businesses to get more leads or higher quality leads. And that's what I find is one of the, the biggest things. When I have people approaching me, businesses approaching me, that's the main thing that they, they struggle with is getting leads, getting traffic. What advice or what tips can you give to our listeners about free and paid traffic? Okay, so for free traffic, the number one tip I can give you is add value. A lot of people think that you're just going to create a landing page and you're just going to optimize with some keywords and you're going to get traffic. Yeah, you're going to get traffic, but that traffic is going to be low quality. If you're selling dog training services, if you're selling a dog training ebook, let's say 
you're an expert at training puppies and you make an ebook that you're selling for $100 and that ebook teaches you everything about training a puppy. Now, how are you going to get people to buy that ebook? Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to make 100 videos that can help people with everything from taking a puppy, going to the bathroom, to making them stop crying, to helping them, teaching them some tricks. 100 videos. Then you're going to make 100 articles. Then you're going to create 100 posts and and you're going to sit there and you're going to add significant value. And under each thing, you're going to say, download our ebook to learn all of our tips. Buy our ebook to learn all of our tips. Or subscribe to our email newsletter. We're going to send you 100 tips um, for the next 100 days about how to create the perfect life for your puppy so that you can have a good life. And each time you send a small tip with a small quote, you send them a link to buy the full ebook. If you create hundreds of resources online for questions that people have, and you're answering questions on social media, and you're adding value to the world, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get tons of free traffic. You're going to get a beautiful list, and you're going to start promoting to that list, and then you're going to get people to buy your ebook, and people to subscribe to your newsletter, and people to join your, your master class or whatever you have that you're selling. That's how you're going to do it. That's how you get free traffic. How do you get paid traffic? How do you get good leads and paid traffic? The answer is testing. The answer is testing, testing, testing. You need to have a test budget. You need to know that the test budget is not a waste, that you're actually learning. You need to learn the skills of how to optimize a campaign, how to create the right campaign. And then on top of that, you also need to add value. So when somebody clicks on a link, you don't just say oh, buy now, but you say watch this video, put it in your email, take them through a process, create multiple marketing channels, not just one channel where you hope for the best, but you build a true relationship with them by adding value. And that's the easiest way for you to grow the business that you're looking to grow. Yeah, that's excellent advice. I really appreciate, Joe, you taking the time to share these insights with us because, again, he's worked with a lot of big businesses, many businesses. He's very successful in his own right. really appreciate you, Joe, taking the time to share these things with us. And for those that want to learn more about what Joe is doing or work with Joe, you can go to his website. It's joeapfelbaum.com. I'll spell that, J-O-E-A-P-F-E-L-B-A-U-M.com. Joe, before we go, any final thoughts for our listeners? If you are out there and you're listening to this and you want to change your life, if you want to be able to have that type of income, if you want to be able to have financial freedom, if you want to be able to make your dreams come true, I would say the first thing you need to do is you need to start writing your dreams down. You need to start writing your goals down. You start looking at them and you need to find people around you to help you be able to do that. I put out a daily video on my Facebook. You're welcome to follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Joe Applebaum. You can listen to my podcast where I interview com uh, business owners that have built seven-figure businesses from scratch. So uh, it's CEOmojo.com. You could watch Grow Time Tips at growtime.tv where I teach entrepreneurs how to grow from average Joe to CEO. You could subscribe to my weekly newsletter at joeapplebaum.com. I send out a newsletter every Sunday with tips about how, insights about how you can live a better life. And if you want to find out more about our services, you can go to ajaxunion.com. Write your goals down, read them every day, share them with the world, and watch your dreams come true. Thanks again, Joe. We appreciate you being on with us. No problem. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. 
as a way of saying thank you for being a loyal listener, I've got a very special gift for you. You can get immediate access to my online business coaching program for free. These step-by-step videos will show you how to set up your website, create an automated sales funnel, and also how to drive targeted traffic to your business for literally pennies per click. It's ready for you to access right now. Simply head on over to johnslikes.com forward slash podcast. This is John Ligadaka signing off. I'll see you all next time.